What's up, everybody? Welcome to Sweat the Bet, presented by Odds Jam, hosted by yours truly, Matt Modai, aka Jedi Modai, and Andrew Kim, aka the Parlay Doc. Hope you enjoy. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Sweat the Bed podcast, brought to you by OddsJam.com. For those of you who are sports bet, who are sports betting, go check out OddsJam.com, which is our sponsor. Uh, OddsJam.com offers you a bunch of awesome tools that you have to check out, guys. Positive EV, positive expected value. Uh, these are the types of bets that you want to bet, guys. Okay, you don't want to be betting negative EV constantly, so check out OddsJam for positive EV alerts arbitrage betting tools, bet trackers. We have the Odds Jam player prop app on the iOS store. So check out all these things. There are free tools. There are premium tools, but it is a must, especially now with NFL in full swing, guys. So check it out. We are your co-hosts. I am Andrew Kim, a.k.a. The Parlay Doc, and here with me is Matt Jedi Modi. What is up, Matt? How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I was catching up on uh, House of Dragon. I don't know if you're a Game of Thrones slash House of Dragon guy, but I'm a little bit behind on on the episodes. So before we started recording, I was just I was just catching up. Oh yeah, I watched Game of Thrones. I did watch it all the way through all the seasons. So I so what is House of Dragon? I've heard of it, but is is this just like a spinoff series or something? Or kind of. It's about like uh, House Targaryen. The it's Targaryens. About like basically, are... the end of like like the beginning of the end of House Targaryen. Essentially, okay. um, it takes place like I think 200 years before the events of game Got of thrones um, gotcha it's about yeah like an older targaryen family i mean it's pretty good it's you know the ending of game of thrones was horrible which just left a bad taste in everybody's mouth but i mean only nine episodes in but it's pretty good gotcha gotcha all right well uh hopefully um you know house of dragons can just burn <laughs> away the terrible memories of our picks from last week so for those of you been following uh, we apologize uh, because trust me when we say, um, you know, if you guys tailed some of our picks, we're betting these with our own money. So, oh, good Lord. Good really Lord. Bad. But you know what? As a gambler, you hit reset, refresh, and this is a brand new week. And we're going to try to do better in uh, week six, guys. So stay tuned at least for the content and the breakdown. And if you've been fading us, you'd actually be pretty rich by <laughs> now. So, <I> just, so. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Would we go? Oh, and six. Oh my god! Oh my god! And I was it very is... confident about the bets that I had too. That's the worst part. There are some days where I'm like, feel like I have to force a pick. I was very confident in the ones that I went with, and it was just, oh it was yeah, just a big old fart noise. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, look, um, who who could have imagined that the Broncos and Russ could play any worse than they have against one of the worst offenses without Jonathan Taylor? Um, of course, literally on one play, I lose Teddy Bridgewater, who I consider to be at least a decent, you know, average quarterback the first play of the game, the first play of the game. And it was that that one for me, the Dolphins minus three was over immediately. Um, and somehow they were in the game until about the middle third quarter, maybe. And then they, they actually they just couldn't keep up. Anymore Wheels with fell their, off yeah. with their third string, which I don't blame them. And then, of course, the Eagles look awesome in the first half and then they just fall flat on offense. But of course they managed to win, you know, I know and they still, ugh, God. and they couldn't get a touchdown at the end too. That was the worst part. They had the ball as I'm knocking my headphones out of my ears at like the goal line. And then just had to settle for a field goal. Yeah. Unbelievable. So like I said, guys, so for those of you who've caught some of our live streams, 
I was so confident that Denver couldn't go any lower into the depths of the NFL <laughs> that, yes, I am going to unfortunately man up and I am going to eat the Pocky one chip challenge, uh, the Reaper pepper and scorpion pepper. Oh my God. This I sounds mean, Those terrible, are horrifying guys. sounding names. Yeah. They sound horrible. And, and Matt, of course, had to send me some reviews on Amazon about these and they sound terrible. So um, so I will be eating this on our live stream on Thursday to uh, prepare ourselves for hopefully oh, it could be an ugly game between my Chicago Bears and the Washington Commanders. But I guess uh, we'll start the sweat literally early that day on our live stream. So join us and I will man up and follow through on my self-proclaimed bet uh, since the Broncos couldn't cover. And not only could they not cover, they lost the damn game that I'm going to eat that. And the Broncos are now dead to me, guys. So As they should be. Yeah. Yeah. I will say it made me think like the the week where you decided to do the one-chip challenge is the same week where we like combined to go 0-6, oh, which made God. me think moving forward, should that just be a thing? Like every week, if we go 0-6, oh, <laughs> I guess we'll see how, how Thursday night goes. We'll see how bad <laughs> – the one chip challenges, but should that be a thing oh. that we like, you know, promise the listener base, if we go Oh, and six that we both we, have to do we torture ourselves somehow. Yeah. Maybe we'll see how, <laughs> how you do tomorrow, how you do Thursday, whenever, you know, I mean, depending when you're watching this, it might, or listening, watching, whatever might've already happened, but maybe yeah. we'll see how the one chip challenge goes. And then if it doesn't scare us off entirely. Yeah. I, I'm worried. I think I might die, but we'll, we'll see how it goes, guys. So, all right. Well, what we got in store for you today, like I said, positive mindset. We are, we are approaching this with a fresh mindset. We're not going to let last week hinder us guys. So we're going to go over some of the prime time and a few select games from NFL week six. That's coming up. We are going to go over our quote unquote uh, best bets, uh, which we have not been doing so great on, but you know what? When I listen to Barstool, you know, some of their quote unquote best guys right now, Barstool, Big Cat and stuff, they're, they're around eight and eight. So we're not too far behind. And some of their other folks on their podcasts are even worse than us on our records. So, um, you know, we, we in terms of other podcast competition, obviously they got millions of viewers. Um, but in terms of our picks, we're working our way up there, we're, we're, we're working our way. We'll, 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 we'll catch up to the Barstool guys at the very least. So, yeah. Um, so hang in there and we'll go over some of our best bets for this week. Um, so let's kick it off with our traditional sweat, no sweat segment. So I'll kick it off. So here we go. Our On Monday Night Football, Matt, the roughing the passer call on Chris Jones, who basically did a clean sack, in my opinion. Stripped him. Stripped, stripped Eric Carr, actually put his left hand down to brace himself so that the full weight of himself would not fall on Derek Carr. And you could see that clearly on the replay. This was one of the worst roughing the passer calls you have seen in a long time at least in recent memory this was one of the worst or the worst let's say the worst roughing the passer call in your recent memory that you can recall i think the grady jarrett one was worse okay. they're they're okay. both really bad um i remember this was a couple years ago at this point um when they like like the first year that they said they're going to like strictly call the roughing the passer penalties, like they introduced these new rules. I think it was like the 2018 or 2019 season. It was a couple of years ago, but I remember there were some horrific roughing the passer calls that year. And then I think the NFL kind of like toned it down. They were like, sure. okay, it's, be it's becoming unwatchable with how bad this is. So they toned it down just like the same thing with the, um, that when they made pass inter interference reviewable and they realized it made the product like, significantly worse. So they, it was a one-year thing. Okay. Sean Payton, you cried your way into this rule. We're changing it back. Um, 
But yeah, I, I mean, they were both really bad. I personally think the one against uh, Grady Jarrett was worse. I also think that complaining about the refs is just like shoveling water out of an ocean. Like you're not going to, you're not going to dry out the ocean. <laughs> the refs are going to be bad. It's the, it's it's same thing with basketball. I think the, the discourse that I have like no patience with is people complaining about the refs because they're just bad. Like you just have to accept that the refs are bad. They're generally not biased. I do think that it's kind of BS how refs will call games in a different way. So you can kind of, you can kind of, I mean, there's like accounts on Twitter, like ref analytics, like this ref, take the over with this ref because he calls, he's like, calls a light game, take the under with this ref. Cause whatever. So yeah, yeah especially that, in the NBA, they break it down pretty well, actually for the NBA. Refs, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So the fact that they're like it, the human error creates a situation where refs are legitimately impacting games because of how they call it. Not because they're like, I mean, no, no, Tim, I hope not. There's no like Tim Donahue situation going on where they're literally betting on the games, but the way they call it, it shouldn't like have that much of an impact, but that's like, unless you have robots reffing, it's just going to be, it's just going to be what it is. But yeah, I mean, they were brutal, but they were brutal. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And it's, and it's interesting too, because look, I, I think if you, if people who follow us on Twitter, you know, I was complaining a lot just because I, I was on that FanDuel uh, PMI super boost that needed, uh, you know, the chiefs minus five and a half with Mahomes 250 yards. And that was a crucial play. That was minimum a six point swing, if not potentially more. So that's why 10, I was pissed yeah, off. Could have been 10, but, but, but in fairness, um, I think, you know, I, I was started texting Matt in the second half. Then all of a sudden you get all these makeup calls because I think the refs really realized just how much they effed up. I've then, ne- then never suddenly, seen all these ticky tack calls start going towards the so Chiefs way. So it's, it's hilarious. Do you remember the, the, I forget what the call was, but there's at one point they were going to call a penalty on the chiefs. And then they ended up picking up the flag, yeah, they picked but up the, the ref's flag. voice literally cracked. Like, there's no, there's no penalty. Please stop booing. And then they give him that crucial first down on what, like the, uh, the oh, field the, goal uh, attempt. Yeah. Field yeah. Goal? yeah oh, that, he, oh my that he missed. Yeah. I mean, yes. It goes back and forth. It goes back and forth both ways, guys. So yeah, it does. Yeah, and and it is frustrating like when you have a rooting interest and the ref blows a call. It that's there's nothing more aggravating. I just think yeah. it's such a it's such a waste of time to get up in arms about the. And I'm not saying this for you specifically, but like Twitter was just oh, a blaze yeah. with oh, these yeah. passing or or not pass interference with these roughing the passer calls. Like yeah, ref suck. It it just is what it is. Yeah. No, it just it sucks when your money's involved, but you're right. It just it just it happens and it goes both ways. And that's why I mentioned the the second half, because then all of a sudden all the calls started oh, going the Chiefs. Oh, the, and they had like a 45 minute meeting to, to, to oh, discuss yeah. the uh, intentional grounding. I never yeah. under that's another thing. Like, why do they need to have like a dissertation written on whether it's intentional grounding or not? Like, I don't I don't understand why that's the only penalty that in delay of game is the, the simply the hardest thing for a ref to call. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. As I'm here so, complaining about the refs. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you, what do you got for me, Matt? What's your sweater or no sweat for this week? All right. My sweater, no sweat for, for this week. So we have two games this week okay. that I think will be a rematch or I guess the AFC and NFC championship game will be a rematch of two games played this week. Chiefs bills, mm-hmm. Cowboys, Eagles, Okay. sweat or no sweat. Chiefs bills. Cowboys. That one is probably the least spicy of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Chief bills. Yeah. That, I mean, that one, I would say no sweat. I mean, if we're saying in total, Oh man. Um, yeah, I don't know about the Cowboys Eagles. I mean, Eagles are going to get there. So, well, yeah, I mean, maybe you, I mean, I don't like the thing with the, the NFC and the AFC, I, I think are kind of wide open, but for different reasons, like the AFC has so many good teams. Like I, who would you say is the best team in the NFC? 
NFC right now? Yeah. Oh, God. Like, there's no one you feel great about. Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, I mean, I'd still... I. <sighs> I'd still have to just be lame and yeah, I, I, and I know I keep talking about them, but yeah, I, I think I would just still say the Eagles, but I wouldn't say, you know, as, as deceptively bad as, as not impressive as their record is. I mean, you know, even a team like the 49ers, they're still in my mind, like a juggernaut of a defense, I, you know, they're the defense. Yeah. I just the defense. I'm not saying Jimmy G, we've seen. Yeah. We've yeah, seen enough yeah. out of Jimmy G. So, and because of that, I'd still, I'd still say Eagles. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it's like, um, you know, a given or something. And and then the AFC, it's tough because you have you have a couple teams at the top that, um, you know, are are legit, and you can make a case for several. But yeah, no, I mean overall, I don't think anyone would have really thought with Dak out, right? That uh, the Cowboys, yeah, the Cowboys would have their record. So they, if anything, they have that buffer and that cushion right now. So I'm actually going to go back and say, yeah, I, I think on face value, I kind of hesitated, but yeah, I, I actually can see it. I can see it as, as boring as that sounds. I, I feel like this could be a sneak peek of what we're going to see later in the season. So I, I'll actually go with no sweat, honestly. So. Yeah. I mean, I got to take an L on the Cowboys heading into the year. I was fading them after the Dak injury. I had them left for dead. Oh, me too. So, me too. Me too. So, that was I another will- wrong read. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to get stuff wrong. We're going to, you know, that's just, that's just how it is. But I mean, I still think I'd probably say the Bucks are the best team in the in the NFC. I still think I think they have a great defense. Um, I think they'll shore up the offense what they once they get some of their weapons, assuming they ever get healthy. Um, but like, if the Eagles get the one seed, would I be surprised if they win two home games? Like, at, like, or just I guess to get to the NFC Championship, one home game, like probably not. Yeah. Especially because yeah. if you look at so, like, I would say the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Bucks are probably the top three. I'll pretty comfortably say the top three. And then, like, the yeah. Rams are disappointing. The 49ers yeah, are kind of, like, hit or miss, a great defense, but hit or miss. The Packers have been disappointing. Yeah, they um, have. And, like, who's even left? Like, the Vikings are, I guess, a surprising four and one team that no one really talks about. No, you were, you, you called them as a sleeper. You, you called them early. You know, I was kind of, I was, I said the, the lions might be a kind of a sleeper. You were talking about the Vikings. So the Vikings, you, you were right on that one in our, one of our preseason episodes. So yeah, I mean, for them, for them, it's the consistency problem. It's the Kirk Cousins in, a, in yeah, an it's, important it's, game it's, problem. It's the, yeah. It's the Kirk Cousins problem really. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. My only comments, I, I, I don't know about the Bucks. I actually, I actually think the Bucks won't get it together, and I, and I think minus them ha- having some weird, crazy, impromptu return of like Gronk or like somehow. It's honestly, they, it's their offensive line that needs a return. They need an offensive line. Uh, they probably like, and you said health. They need everyone to be healthy. Yeah. Uh, Godwin to not be having these nagging injuries. Uh, Evans is a stud. Uh, you, I don't know. You pick up either. Gronk comes out of retirement or you somehow snag someone like OBJ. I don't know. You need, you need yeah. something like that. I feel like, but I just, I feel like health health is going to catch up and, and I don't know if they're going to be able to fill the gaps of, of some of these deficiencies. Like you said, the O-line and things like that. I don't know. I, I, I have worries that the bucks just, I, I've never been big on them from the start of the season, even though I know that the defense, the defense is legit. I just, I don't know if they're going to be able to get it together as the season progresses. So I'm, yeah. I'm actually a little low on no, the bucks, I'm, I think that's totally fair. And how funny is it that like, it's a Tom Brady led team and we're saying, well, I just don't know if their offense will get it together, but it's, <laughs> and, and the problem, I mean, 
the problem is not Brady. Like he's look he, as weird as yeah. like the whole off season has been with him. He's been he's, great. He, yeah. He's, just his, in my opinion, he's been solid. He's been just, great. It's just, yeah. The, the weapons, the offensive line at some point, at some yeah, point, if you, if you don't have enough time to throw and they're going to triple team Evans and they know you're force feeding. I mean, it's kind of hard. It's tough. Yeah, you can't yeah. really scheme that you out scheme that. So, all right. All right. Well, okay, guys. So let's let's get into the heart of the show, the meat and potatoes. Let's go through uh, the primetime games in week six, a couple select games that we want to talk about. So uh, first game, we'll kick it off. We'll just kind of go in order from Thursday through Monday. Um, oof, guys. Okay. <laughs> we got Washington Commanders at Chicago at my proud two and three Chicago Bears who I already apologized to because I faded them really hard in week one in that monsoon game against the 49ers and I haven't been touching Bears games since because I've just been paranoid after I screwed it up with that juju (laughs) Um, so real quick let's go over it Bears are two and three commanders are limping into a one and four record right now Bears Oof, still 29th offense, although I will say there were some flashes of encouragement last game, even though it was an L, but 29th ranked DVOA offense, 18th on defense, respectable average 15th versus the pass, 25th ugh, versus the run, uh, commanders one and four record, third, third, 30th offense, one under my bears under the <laughs> DVOA rankings, 19th defense, about the same. Terrible 29th versus the pass. Respectable, very good sixth versus the run. Oof. Okay, so let, let's go over Bears some key points. I think keys to this game, for my Bears at least, um, Justin Fields, he's going to have to stay upright. So they're they're going to have to protect him because, you know what? Surprisingly, even despite their woes, the commanders have about 14 sacks this season. So about seventh most surprisingly. So they're still able to put some pressure, get to the QB. Some things that were encouraging for me as a Bears fan last game, even though they took the L and there was just some horrendous uh, wide receiver play to just screw things up in key moments. Um, Justin Fields, I feel like they are starting to give him a few more design runs. And I think you just want to play to that strength. Had about 47-ish, I think, yards running a few of them on very uh, clearly designed run plays. So I hope they keep mixing it up and doing some of those. Um, I want to see Mooney and, and Jones Velas Jones to get involved early. The man, the rest of the receivers outside of those two, Matt have combined for 209 yards in five games. Every other receiver, every receiver outside of Mooney and Jones in five total games, Barely over 200 yards. That's legitimately more than I would have thought. With how bad this passing offense has been, that is legitimately more than I would have thought. I mean, how many yards does Justin Fields have? Like 500? I don't. I don't even know. Just not not a lot. That's because um, I told you. I, I think it, this was through week three, and then I just gave up keeping track because I didn't care anymore. He's got 679. I, through five games. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? And he and and that's picking up quite a bit because that's through. Through three weeks, through he, week three, that's where I think I quoted us on the show. I think I said they were they they only had like eighteen completed passes, seventeen or eighteen through like three weeks as a team. I, it was just insane. I, I just I couldn't believe it that it was like the lowest total since the nineteen seventies. So three weeks they had two hundred and ninety seven yards of passing. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. I. Oh my God. That's so bad. I will say if there was anything to take from the L, there were some flashes. They were, 
I was so worried that they weren't even going to let Fields throw the rest of the season, but they let him sling it a little bit last game. You know, you saw a few connections to Mooney, to Jones. So, like, I'm just hoping they loosen that, you know, that leash and just let him just be a little bit freer and just let him make mistakes. Just, I want to see what he can do. Obviously it's multifactorial. It takes protection. It takes him being able to read the defense and know what to check down to. So I know some of that's on him, but just give him more freedom. And I want, I hope that they even let him loosen up even a little more, even compared to the previous game. Um, And if there was a game to do it, um, this is one of those games. Like the Vikings were 28th in pass defense DVOA specifically. The commanders are 29th. So if there's a team you can replicate that and, and let them loosen up a little and throw a few, this is another game where just let them practice, let them grow. I want to see some of that. Um, so that's what I got, at least for some comments about my Bears for the commanders. Uh, I think Ron Rivera's quote says it all, right? I think, wait, right? Did you see that tweet? Did you uh, see oh, yeah. That? What would you say is the reason why the commanders are struggling and the rest of the NFC East is playing well? Quarterback. Quarterback. One word. One I word. mean, if only the commanders had someone like Cooper Rush leading their team, then who who knows how good they could possibly be with the Cooper Rush, you know? Uh, there you go. There you go. And then, <laughs> and then, of course, Ron Rivera walked it back. No, I was yeah. talking about how just, you know, the yeah. teams were more uh, they had more and or the quarterbacks had more time in the system. That's what I meant when uh, I said yeah, when I said quarterback, yeah, yeah. because, yeah. you know, Cooper Rush, the backup quarterback, didn't take a single first team snap all offseason. That's fine because he's familiar with the system. Yeah, whatever, whatever, <laughs> riverboat Ron. So let me let me ask you this. In all seriousness, I, I mean, you and I have roasted Wentz uh, over and over and over. No. Again, uh, from the, oh, <laughs> not a not an Eagles fan. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, but but in all seriousness, I mean, is is it in your opinion, is it that simple? Is it is it literally is most of this and is the majority of this on him? Because look, on on face value, you glance, even if you're a casual fan, right? I mean, you have decent pieces, right? It's not like they're they're talentless, right? I mean, you have some legitimate pieces, whether it's in the run game, you got some decent receivers. I mean, you clearly have um, you know, some decent pieces on the defensive line with with uh some run stopping ability. So what is it like what ultimately like what do you feel like are the major reasons for this one in four record and these struggles do you think it's too it's too much of a cop-out to just say it's Wentz or is that appropriate for Ron Rivera to just come out and say in one word quarterback I think it's 50% Wentz it's 50% coaching I mean like yeah. you're a Jack Del Rio led defense is simply not going to win in the year 2022 it's just not going to happen and they have like they have talent their defensive line is riddled even without Chase Young what's that like four first round picks along that defensive line. Yeah. It's something insane. Like they have legitimate talent at the line. Their linebackers leave some, uh, some, something to be desired. Yeah. Uh, could, yeah. And their secondary, I think like heading into last year was thought to be good when they signed William Jackson, but their secondary has been terrible as evidenced by that passing defense. But yeah. to me, it's, it's coaching and it's quarterback. Like they have good weapons on offense. Um, they have a defensive mind and head coach. So they're tw- the, the 29th and whatever it is in passing 19th, 19th and defensive DOA. That's not the quarterback's fault. I'm not going to yeah. put that on Wentz, but sure, sure. I, I will put 100% of the offensive struggles on Carson Wentz. Cause he's just not a winning quarterback. Like he, and people blame, 
play calling, the offensive line. It, it's this, it's the third team that we've heard that with. He makes your offensive line look worse. He's stubborn. So there's certain play calls that are, that he just might simply check out of, or he just, they just sure. won't install because he's stubborn. Um, I did, I did find it funny. I was when Wentz threw the, the interception to end the game, to lose the game against the Titans. I tweeted something, of course, as I did. And some guy responded with the gift that was like obsessed much. Like, yeah, I am absolutely obsessed with watching this guy fail. Him and Ben Simmons for the rest of my life, I will absolutely be obsessed with watching them fail because they're losers. They cried their way out of a sports city that I love. So yes, I'm absolutely obsessed with watching him fail because he stinks. So yeah. anyways, but yeah, I mean, to answer your question, it's 50, it's 50, 50. It's, it's, it's Ron Rivera. He's got to go. And it's Wentz. He's got to go. Gotcha. Gotcha. But I will say like looking at this game, I thought it was kind of funny. Like, First of all, I, and I might have mentioned this last week, I can't remember, but I just, I find it hilarious that the NFL is just leaning into the bit of scheduling these just horrifically bad Thursday night games. It's like an ongoing joke every year, how yep. bad Thursday night football is. And every year the NFL continues to schedule these terrible games. Like there, there was no scenario preseason that this was going to be a good game. There's simply, there's no realm of possibility where this game was going to be good. The NFL was like, guess what? I don't care. You're going to watch it Thursday night football. It is what it is. Um, yeah, like the Colts Broncos last week preseason could, should have been a good game. You know, who would have thought Russell Wilson would forget how to play quarterback and Matt Ryan would, would forget how to play quarterback. So that one, you can, you can give them a pass, but yeah. this one, there's no pass given. Yeah, no, there isn't. And, and I think the way that I could see it though, strategically, I'm not saying from a product standpoint, it's smart, but strategically, right. From a, a marketing viewership, uh, you know, strategy standpoint, like you said, Broncos Colts, you could have made the argument, the hype about Russell Wilson and um, you know, the Broncos being a true Super Bowl contender, at least at the time in theory. And look, you, you have a, a stud in Jonathan Taylor, a decent Colts team, um, you know, Matt Ryan brings some extra, you know, flair to it. That made sense from a, you know, a star power standpoint, hype standpoint, right? This one, I can say you're there. I think in my mind, if I was a business executive, you're like, we're just, we're going to, we're going to put all these trash things on Thursdays because we know we'll still beat everyone in ratings. Of and course, of course. Yeah, of course. And then for this one in particular, we know that they're two bad teams, but one of them is the Chicago market right? A huge market that will just get an enormous viewership. Because it will want. As and, bear, you're going to have millions of people watch just because it's the bears, right? Yeah. And two things at the beginning of the year, you can make the, you can make the false argument of hope. You know, the earlier in the season, the, the less bad the teams are, the more you have the argument for hope. And that true, that too. Yeah. Every team plays a Thursday night game. So they had the schedule, both the commanders and the bears at some point. Yeah. But it's just like, they, they knew that they were just mailing it in for this game. But um, about the game itself, uh, I, I found it funny that the line opened up minus one and a half towards the commanders and has, and has been um, bet down to now they're plus one. Uh, most books, some books have them out of pick them. Yeah. Um, the only thing I'll say, like in terms of the winner, I, I like the Bears a pretty decent amount to win this game. I also like the over. It's at 37 and a half, the total. Yep. 37 that is, and a half. I, that for two bad defenses, like I know these offenses are bad, but the one thing I'll give to Wentz, it's all about pressure. Any any semblance of pressure, and he will fold. The Bears are 18th in, in pressure rate, 18th in, in pass rush according to DVOA. Yeah, and they struggle in the secondary. 
Um, so I think if there's anything that like I'm, I'm, he's going to have turnovers because because he's Carson Wentz, but he'll probably also throw for a ton of yards. Um, so to me, like 37 and a half is just too low, especially to your point. The Bears sh- showed some signs of life in, on offense in that second half against the Vikings. Another bad pass defense. So even if the Bears offensive line can't hold up because they, they probably won't be able to, if they can be creative enough, which is asking a lot of fields to just roll them out some sort of um, get them out of the pocket. Sure. Then I think they can pick apart the defense enough where both teams can be in the twenties. I'm not asking for a lot, just like 20 to 19, 20 to 21, to 17 in that, yeah. in, in that game. And that goes over the total. So I like the bears. I like the over more. Yeah. I mean, for me, um, you know, I, I, I like the bears barely, um, you know, so if I, if I have to pick a winner, I would pick the bears, um, you know, the fact that it's minus one. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd at that point, bear, yeah, whatever bear, bears <laughs> minus one, just for better odds. Um, and then, yeah, I do like the over for the same reasons, uh, two bad defenses. Um, the bears have been showing signs of life, like you said, and if you're not going to, if you're not going to be able to put pressure in sack once, I, like I said, they have enough pieces that they should find a way to score a couple touchdowns. Great skill positions. That's what I'm saying. They have skill position players, right? I mean, two good receivers. uh, With, I mean, I'm saying two. They have three, but Jahan Dotson's out. But like Yami Brown had two long touchdowns last week. Like he's perfectly capable of taking the top off the defense. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They just have to protect him. But the problem with Wentz is he's so his his pocket awareness and shifting in the pocket is so bad that sometimes. All he needs to do is just like take a step to the left, but Wentz is like, no, I'm actually going to run straight into the pressure. That that's what I'm going to do. Yep, yep. All right, guys. So it seems like on this one, Matt and I, uh, even though it's an ugly game, we we both seem to like the Bears. We seem to like the over as another lean. So um, I'll probably be taking a little bit of action on both of those. I might parlay um, it. Yeah, <laughs> you go. We might we might have to SGP that uh, and yeah. finally get one of these. So, um. Let's see. Next game. So this is not a primetime one, but one of the games we selected to talk about is the uh, Minnesota Vikings at the Miami Dolphins. So um, I'll let Matt kick this one off to kind of give us uh, and lay the, the table. But I guess I'll kick it off with one question and pass it to you. Sure. Is right now I'm reading as we're kind of on our, our um, you know, live on our recording here, but. Uh, as of a few hours ago, it's saying uh, Mike McDaniel saying Tua does not seem to be improving enough that he feels like there's any confidence that he may actually play this week. So that's the latest twist right now coming out about five, six hours ago. It looks like that was the comments in a press conference. So. Yeah, I think, yeah, the, the, that's what makes it tough to like truly yeah. handicap this game is because we, we're not sure who's going to be yeah. quarterback. Like We're not even sure it's going to be Teddy. He could very, he also yeah, could. I mean, that That's the thing. It he could, also it might not be game. either. It might yeah. not be either. Yeah. Um, I think it, I, I think Teddy's going to play because he didn't even have a concussion. They were just so scared last week that they were like, oh you know what? God. I don't care. We're good. Like whatever. I we're going to, we're not going to leave him in. I um, so I generally had a hard time with this one, assuming that it is Teddy. Like I said, the, the, the Vikings might be the quietest four and one team in the NFL. Yeah. Um, the giants are four and one, but people are talking about like, Oh, wow. Look, look at the giants. They're, they're, they're four and one, but the Vikings are also four and one. They, yep. they beat the Packers in week one. Um, other than that, like they haven't had the most, the most impressive wins, like beating the bears, beating the saints, beating the lions, sure. all sure. by one score, not super impressive. And the one test that they did have 
happened to be on Monday Night Football when they just got smoked by mm. the Eagles. So I think once that happened, everybody was just like, "I right, know we're done." Like you know what, these yeah. Vikings were we're we're done with them. Yeah. Also, they don't really grade out that well analytically. Like I'm I'm sure you looked at this as well, but DVOA they're only 20th despite being four and one. Um, yeah. And they did almost blow that game against the Bears. Like, didn't the Bears take the lead at one point? Oh yeah, they did. They yeah. did. My my Bears came back, and then they just shot themselves in the foot multiple times. They they realized they're oh right, we are tanking, so we need to show some some promise, but we also still need to lose. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they like you said, they made Justin Fields, and, and that if you make that passing offense look good, then then you are bad. But yeah, I still ended up leaning with the Vikings just because like. To, uh, that much uncertainty at quarterback is too scary for me. So I'll lay the three points and I'll take the Vikings minus three. Granted, it's a, that's a lean. That's not a confident play, but yeah, being forced to make a prediction that that's what I ended up with. Yeah. Same for me. I'll be brief on this one. Cause I think it was hard to put too much commentary due to the uncertainty. If, you know, if, if it's Bridgewater, I feel the same way I would have felt about the, the jets game. Cause I, I like I said, I actually think Bridgewater is pretty fine. decent. Yeah, so, fine. If it's him, I think it's going to be a very close game. Um, you know, if it's not, uh, then the Vikings should cruise. So, um, like Matt said, look, uh, their their offense is pretty decent. I mean, t- just outside the top 10. So if you're just looking at offense, they're about 11th in DVOA offensive rankings. Not so hot on, on defense, guys. They're, t- they're towards the bottom. And that's evidenced by what my Bears were able to do against them moving the ball. And like, like Matt was joking about, it's, it's the Kirk cousins problem, right? Like, look at the, look at the two halves of that bears game. He came out on fire. Tim and Justin Jefferson. I mean, how many catches and how many yards did he have at halftime? I, I, I just know, I think at one point I lost count, but I think cousins started off 17 of 17. Yeah. It was something ridiculous. It it, it was, it was insanity. Like he, it was like NBA jam, but football, (laughs) like he was on fire. Like, I mean, he, he could not miss a target. And um, and then of course it's it's like totally oppo, like opposite the the second half. And then so what version of cousins are you gonna get in this game, right? Are you gonna get that on fire 17 for 17 where this is why he still has a job and gets paid, right? Because everyone's like, this is what he's capable of, like when he's on, and then you see primetime Kirk Cousins. Um, and he, he can't hit the side of a barn for the, for if his life depended on it. Yeah. Right? I and, mean, cousins has always been able to take advantage of bad defenses always yeah. that that's, what's gotten him paid. You, yeah. you do that yeah. enough against bad defenses and you will convince a team like the Vikings that he's better than he is. Yeah. So ultimately for everything Matt said, I, I would say right now I would lean Vikings and I would say, yeah, Vikings to, to cover the spread. Um, I don't really have much comments on the total because of all the uncertainty. I, I think if if somehow magically Tua came back and all the wide receivers on the dolphin on the dolphins are super healthy with no nagging injuries, then yes, then maybe I'd feel different. And if it was past the key number, then I'd take probably the dolphins like to cover over you know to cover over some key number. But I, I feel like once you hear if Tua was back somehow miraculously, you would see a massive line movement and shift to. It would either it would either be like a pick 'em or, or the Dolphins would be favored slightly, in my opinion. I think you'd see a massive movement. Yeah, I mean, you're right. This game's in in Miami. The the Vikings are three point favorites. If you're use if you're using like the common thought that being yeah. at home is worth three points, they're telling exactly. you that the Vikings are six points better than Dolphins. And my guess that has to do with the uncertainty at quarterback. Um, yeah, totals at you can get it at forty five on DraftKings, which which I don't think is horrible. That's actually a pretty good line. Every other book 
has it at 45 and a half. Yeah. So um, that's not one of my official bets or anything, but I don't think that's a horrible price at all on the total 45. Yeah. And if you like that, keep in mind, uh, you know, Minnesota's eighth in pace of play. So pretty quick pace of play. Dolphins lower, but skewed a little bit, in my opinion, because they've been winning a lot of games, but either way. Okay. Uh, moving on. We're going at a good clip here. So we had this game. Um, game of the week. Exciting to game. Yeah. Game of the week. Just mark it down. So the Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. So. So here's a sweater note sweat before you get yeah, into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Winner of this, or sorry, sorry, not winner of this game. Um, one of these two teams will win the Super Bowl, Chiefs-Bills. Oh, God. Them versus the field. Chiefs or Bills versus the field. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I would I, take them over the field. I, yeah, yeah, I would. I mean, it in my head, right, I it's going to be one of these two right now, at least in my mind, if I were to pick today, it's one of these two versus the Eagles, and I would slightly edge one of these two teams over the Eagles. So At I, that I, point, I, it's I, just quarterback. Like, as good as Hurts has been. That's what I'm saying. He's, yeah. he's just not. He's just simply not either of these two. And and and, and that's there's, that, there's no shame in that. Like, you know. No, no. no. You're these comparing are two the them. best five quarterbacks in the NFL. Exactly. 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 So, look, um, you know, the, the Bills, uh, they came back in dominant fashion and there was all that narrative of oh Tomlin and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you, you never can, you know, you never can take it for granted. Tomlin's going to scheme tough and they just got destroyed. Right. I mean, so <laughs> it, it, it is what it is, but it's, it's, they, they, the Steelers are, they just don't have the talent. They had a rookie QB, you know, who, what can you do? So is this going to be, is this an, you know, overcorrection? Um, and because we have seen this, so we've seen this last year, we're seeing it a little bit this year, just kind of some semblance of inconsistency, right? Just here and there, some a little bit of up and down. So is this an overcorrection for the Bills to be the favorites uh, playing the Chiefs and seeing the Chiefs at plus money right now? Or do you think this is an appropriately set line? And it's a home game for the Chiefs. And that's Yeah, and that's so that's that's what I was my my most intriguing question for you is, do you think the line makers have this right? Or do you think this is off and there's just inherent value just because you're getting the Chiefs at plus money with Mahomes at home? Or do you think this is actually an appropriately set line, the way the line maker set this? See, I, what I think, I think Vegas is trying to goat people into taking the Chiefs because they're they're going to, like the common public who's not going to know a ton about sports is going to say, wait, the, the Chiefs are at home and I can get them for plus money. I'm going to take the Chiefs. Sure. So I think it's a trap set by Vegas because they know the Bills are going to win. Um, because so... You mentioned so when you said inconsistency about about the Bills. We even talked about it. I think after either the first or second episode, that there's going to be a game where the Bills are just going to sleepwalk through a game. We saw it against the Dolphins. We saw yep. it against the Ravens. But we also said when they need to show up, they will. And just look at like so they're four and yep. one. The three monster blowouts. If we dissect the three, for week one Rams defending Super Bowl champ. Week two, Titans, team that had beat them twice in a row, embarrassed them in like a Tuesday night game because of COVID a couple of years ago. Uh, the, the most recent week against the Steelers. The Steelers beat them in week one last year pretty handedly. So you could, you, I, you know that Josh Allen came out and said, we're not going to let that happen again. True. So th- True. to me, this is just like the revenge tour season for the Bills. Um, like the Bills beat the Chiefs 38 to 10 last year. And, and, and you're thinking like, oh, they, they, that's their revenge. They got their revenge. But then in the playoffs, Look what happened. So the cycle starting back over again. So I think that I think that this is going to be um, 
I don't necessarily think they're going to win 38 to 10, but no, no. I do think, I do think the bills are going to win and cover or yeah. Win and cover this one. Yeah. Cause right now I'm looking at it. What it's uh, at a two lot and of half books, to three. two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half. You can still get at a respectable minus minus one twenty on DraftKings. I think minus three, you're getting even money. Um, like on Caesars at plus 100, I think. So yeah, it's minus two and a half to three, depending on how much you want to lay basically. So you can even get, I mean, it's bet MGM has this price at minus two. Oh, but, do they? they got but a little oh, bit minus, minus one thirty, a yeah, little bit yeah. juiced. Exactly what I was going to say. A little yeah, bit juiced yeah. at minus one thirty. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, look, um, there's, we won't, we won't, you know, belabor this one to death, but basically, um, you're getting two, you know, top 10 offenses, Bills are seventh, Chiefs and third in offensive DVOA. Uh, Bills stout defense, yes, you can still say there's some concerns about the secondary and how banged up they are, but still they're, they're pretty good. Um, and the Chiefs, respectable, respectable. Their their rankings have been dropping um, 15th overall defensive DVOA. I think they at, earlier on, maybe a few weeks back, they were as high as like ninth, I think. So they've been dropping a few um, you know, rankings week by week. So they're kind of uh, coming back to the mean of, of not ter- as terrible as they were last year, but, um, but kind of going back to the middle of the pack. But um, so I guess, you know, do you think, cause obviously we we've seen it with Andy Reed, right? Just his persistence about wanting to establish the run. Do you think you still have to stick with that knowing that, uh, you know, the bills are going to have a pretty stout, you know, run defense, or do you think that's a mistake and you should just get into that creative mode and figure out how to get, you know, Edwards Hilaire in some space and just F the run, or do you think it's smart to just kind of still not give up on it and just keep trying to pound that rock and establish the run game against the D knowing that they're that stout. Do you, do you stay stubborn and you try to have that balance or you just say, screw it, let Mahomes do his magic and, and just get creative out there. Yeah. I, I find it funny that like, the, the thought that Andy Reid is known to like to, to stick with the run because if you follow him in his time in Philly, that, that dude loves to pass. Andy Reid loves nothing more than to pass. Um, I think when he knows he has an advantage in the run game, I think he will take advantage of it because he's a good coach. But Andy Reid at his core, he's a West Coast guy. He wants to he would throw every single play if he could. Um, and I think in this game, like they're going to have to. Like, you don't beat the Bills on the ground. You, you definitely don't beat the Bills on the ground. I think – I think this is going to be the game in which we see, we really, really feel the, the Tyreek Hill not being there. I think this is where we're going to feel it the most out of it. I mean, obviously like that's not the most profound thought in the world. The Bills sure. have the best defense in the NFL, but if you remember that playoff game and, and the craziness that happened in the final two minutes, part of that craziness was Tyreek Hill took a, took a seam route up the middle, just yep. 60 yards to the house. Cause he was just faster than everybody. Sure. Um, We've seen the Chiefs offense be good, as you mentioned, what they're third in, in DVOA so far. They, they haven't missed Tyreek Hill, but we also haven't seen them play an elite defense. And I think this is where they're going to miss it. They're, they're going to miss him. Um, and, you know, at the beginning of the year, and, and you made this point, um, their defense has been slowly kind of descending. At, at the beginning sure. of the year, they've, like, they, at one point they were ninth. And I know two weeks ago they were ninth. Then yeah. they dropped to 14th. Now they're 15th. They're slowly, slowly descending. Um, we saw Devonte Adams get beat or deep beat them deep twice. Yep. Now what are you going to do against Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs and Isaiah McKenzie? Um, they play a lot of young players on that defense, which makes, um, which makes me nervous. Yeah, so. no, no, exactly. So I, it's hard to tell. Right. I mean, but, um, 
one of those two guys, I mean, this could this could be potentially like uh, one of those huge, uh, you know, big Gabe Davis breakout games, or they're going to force. I mean, like last week, three for one fifty three and two. God, I know, I know. I mean, but that's that's the advantage of when you have someone like uh, a Stefan Diggs, or you have like uh, you know a, a Tyreek Hill type player. It just it makes it so much easier for everybody else. I mean, you wouldn't have those opportunities otherwise. So it's amazing how much a deep threat opens up the offense. Just just oh. the just his existence. Yeah, I mean, look look at what what was happening. It's, it's great. And see this. If anything, it proves your point. Uh, they kept cheating everyone, and just even on their rotation, just rotating immediately to crowd, you know, the half of the field with Adams. And he was still able to, uh, he was still able to do that damage. That also speaks to the Raiders problems that they couldn't take advantage of the fact that literally had four catches. It's, you know, two of them were on the last drive. Obviously it hurt to have Waller out right away. Collins was goosed. Oh God. God. Oh my God. I had him for a TD on our live stream. And of course he almost had almost, almost had that one. But this should be this should be a banger. This should be an awesome one. So, but yeah, I you know, this one I sat there going back and forth, and as exciting as it was um, to watch Mahomes come back from that huge deficit and pull out the win at home, I kind of sat there and I'm sticking with numbers and I'm not letting the recency bias and my own bias that I wanted the Chiefs to win that one mm-hmm. cloud my judgment. I do think reality is going to set in and they're going to realize just how frustrating it is to play against an elite defense. And and so I would say, yeah, I I do think the bills are going to take this one, even though it's at, you know, it's going to be, you know, a road game for them, but I, st- I think they're going to come back. I think they will cover. I think they might, I think I'd say they even cover maybe minus six, minus seven, honestly. Yeah, so I, I, I don't I hate think, it. You I know, yeah. I think they, they, they win this one handily guys. So all right, so this one, I'm going to let you kick this one off since I kicked it off for my Bears. So we have ooh, the Sunday night game, Cowboys at Eagles. So why don't you take it? Just give us give us your thoughts. Give us tell us about the Eagles. What what are you what are you expecting for this game here? <laughs> I mean, who would have thought five and zero Eagles against four and one Dallas with no ooh. Dak Prescott having played the last four weeks? Um, no, th- this game's going to be good. I w- I will say right off the bat, five and a half points is, is just I, it's just too much. It, it's too much with how good. So there, there's a couple of things with how good the Cowboys defense is, how good their pass rush specifically is like Micah Parsons. That dude is an animal. Assuming he's going to play. I know he was banged up with the groin injury. I, I think he'll probably play. Cause I mean, he finished the game. He was just kind of nursing that, that groin injury. Um, and the biggest worry that I have is the Eagles have injuries to three of their starting offensive linemen. And they're, th- and they're like three stud. I mean, their Eagles offensive line is insanely good. Um, but there are three, like, just studs. Jordan Mailata missed last week with a shoulder injury. My guess is that they held him out knowing that the Cardinals don't have a good pass rush and they thought that they could afford him to not play because he was day-to-day, he was listed as doubtful. Um, but there's no serious damage to his shoulder. Both Dickerson and Kelsey um, left the game against the Cardinals early. Both returned. Dickerson, of the two, seems to be more serious because he's been nursing a foot injury. But like having three offensive line banged up against this Cowboys defense is is scary. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'll just sit right at the bat. Like I love the Cowboys five and a half. I, I don't know if I'm confident in like them actually winning outright, but I just think five and a half points is too much. Um, I'm worried about the Eagles offense. Like they put up 20 points against the Cardinals last week, a really bad Cardinals defense. Yeah. And they seem to fall in love 
with the short, like the, if you look at Jalen Hurts's um, spray chart in terms of where his passes went, uh, they were all to the side. Like they did a ton of wide receiver screens, tight end screens. Everything was short. Um, and I think that's because they're worried about the Cardinals are like a heavy blitzing team. And I think with one thing Kurtz or Hertz doesn't do well, which is what we've talked about is kind of manage the pocket. Like the criticism of Wentz is, sure. is in a different way, is similar to Hertz where Hertz will just bail. And sometimes he'll bail bail too early, but you wonder like, is he going to get happy feet with Michael Parsons running at him with, with uh, Dexter or DeMarcus Lawrence running at him. Um, so I'm not worried about the Eagles defense. You know, they've had one bad game week one against the lions Sure. Three phenomenal games against the Jaguars, the Commanders, and the Vikings. And then they were kind of eh against the Cardinals. They only yep. gave up 17 points, but they let the Cardinals get back in that game. Um, but their defense, I think, their defensive performance was worse than what you see when you see 17 points, is, is what I'll say. So yep. I'm also pretty confident this is going to be a low-scoring game, which sucks because I feel like every primetime game is – I mean, last night was great. Monday night, the Monday night game was great. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to be low scoring. So I'll take the Cowboys pretty confidently and I'll take the under pretty confidently as well. So let me ask you this. So, okay. Um, it seems like, you know, Dak is scheduled to start throwing as of tomorrow, right? Quote so, unquote, he's going to do a lot, which is what Jerry Jones said. That, he's going to do a lot. Okay. So obviously, look, I, I think the obvious is, right? Like you you put your best talent on the field if they're available. And I, I think that's that's a kind of a give. But just, this is a very weird circumstance, right? I mean- They won four straight. Four straight, you're rolling. So not that it's the most beautiful looking offense by any means, but you're winning, right? So if, so, I, so not, I'm not talking 100% deck. I'm saying, let's say- if you had some weird human gauge and you knew that Dak was literally at 75%. So you have a 75, it's a weird scenario. I'm just, yeah, no, I, I, get, I, I get it. 75% Dak versus what you have with Cooper rush. Who are you going to roll with? I think you should stick with Cooper rush. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, you like, we literally saw I, every injury is different, whatever. We literally saw this movie last year with Russell Wilson. He, he came back too early from uh, he broke his thumb Yeah, and how like, he was awful when he came back. He was awful. He's bad now. He was worse last year when he came back from that injury. Um, so I think, I mean, I think they should they should sit him. I think he's going to play because I think if I'm Dak, I, even if I feel like I'm 50%, I'm going to sure. say, no, I'm, I'm playing. Like it's a Sunday night game against the 5-0 division rival. Like we could, we could take the lead in the NFC East if we win this game. So as a player, I, don't, I wouldn't blame him. And I think he plays because at the end of the day, you just want to keep your players happy. But it's not broke. Don't fix it. You know, I, I think a is a 75% DAC better than what you're getting at Cooper rush. Probably not because Cooper rush, you know, he's going to, he's going to be careful. He's going to take care of the ball. He's going to be a game manager, like an Alex Smith and a Dak Prescott with, you know, an injury to his throwing hand. You worry if he's just, if the ball isn't going to be as crisp as we're used to seeing from Dak. So is he going to be inaccurate? Is he going to have weak arm strength? float balls which leads to turnovers stuff like that so i think it would be in the cowboys best interest if if they started cooper rush interesting yeah yeah no i was just, i was just kind of interested to see just because obviously that that's kind of the talk of the town over there of, of what's going to happen you know with the position and i think you know that mo most people would just be like just put in Dak. he's your best 
QB. But, you know, it's if he's not 100%, I think it's a legitimate conversation to have, in my opinion. So, and it's his, it's his, it's his literal throwing hand. Yeah, it's, he, yeah. You know, it's it could not exactly. be a more important injury. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, look, I, I mean – the only thing I I have to say, you you kind of broke it down, you know, the, the way I would have kind of said everything as well. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think I'd feel more confident. Yeah, the, the number is kind of high, you know. So, I, I think the, sp- yeah. the spread's a little rough. Um, you know, I think when I was looking, uh, I, I think at one point, what, it was at five and a half. I think now it's five. So it, it's... Oh, is it? It's did it get full- bet down to five? Because I checked. Yeah, I checked. it's fluctuating a little. So, um unless I haven't refreshed my page. Let me see. I'm going to press refresh right now. Yeah. Minus five right now. It looks like in some places. So um, five's a little bit more palatable, um, you know, in my opinion, but yeah, it's, it's, if I had to pick a spread, Oh yeah. I, I mean, I, I would just, I'd probably just cause of my bias, I'd, I'd probably roll with the Eagles. Um, I don't know if I'd really want to take it anything past if it hits six, I would go the other way, but Five, yeah. I, I might roll with Eagles. Um, I do think um, with the total, that part I am with you. I would have to lean the under. I, I think you have two really stout, like good defenses. Um, from what I could tell, even though Parsons had some nagging stuff, he seems good to go. And if he's he on play. the field, that's a problem. Um, yeah. And, and it's not even just him. It's just the attention that he gets to free up people like Lawrence, just like you were saying. So, um, I, I feel like it could be a grueling, slow affair. Um, you know, I, I obviously the Cowboys are going to try to establish the run and it is going to be possible, you know, ver- versus, uh, you know, the Eagles to do that. So that can eat up the clock. So I think there's a valid case for the under. So if there was anything between the two, I'd probably like the under more than the Eagles covering on my end, at least, but I, I don't hate it. If you want to throw the Eagles into a parlay as a two legger and, and have the, the, the Eagles either at a, a tease down a teaser of like minus whatever, three, two and, two and, and a half, half or something, two yeah. and a half. Exactly. I, I wouldn't hate that or, you know, figuring out a way to make it doable with a money line parlay. So I I'd say I'd, I'd feel more confident in that than just kind of covering that the spread. But if I have to pick a spread, I'd go with the Eagles at five. If it's higher. Yeah. Then I'd probably go the opposite way. So yeah. And I will say you similar can, thoughts. So you can get the Eagles at four and a half on, on a couple books, like points bet has them at four and a half draft. Oh, Kings, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're typical, right. I see the four and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So you can, you can get them there if you, if you are in agreement. With probably yeah, not going to like the Eagles at that number. Four and a half minus one oh seven on points. Okay, interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah I I take that 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 I that I dabble at four and a half. So okay. And the total with to it's 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 a low number. It's at forty two and a half or forty two depending on depending on where you look. Um, most books have it at. I would say. I mean, it's actually pretty split, pretty evenly split between forty two and a half and forty two. So if you like the over, take it over forty two. If you like the under, take it under forty two and a half. Yeah. Yeah, important there. Exactly. All right, guys. So we are going to wrap it up with the Monday night football game. And I'm going to preface it with this, guys. I'm going to apologize because this is just going to be more of my own rant fest um, <laughs> to, to break down this game. Of course, it's, it's another Broncos game for those of you who don't know who's playing on Monday night. Why? Why do the Broncos have so many of these primetime slots? It's the but... fourth one in six games. I, I, well, the NFL was was really banking on Russell Wilson being good. They were yeah. putting a lot of eggs in that basket. They they did, and they put it in the <laughs> wrong basket. So we have the Broncos at Chargers, guys. Okay, so look. Okay, I'll be I'll be quick here. On I will say out of respect, like 
decent defense, okay, for the Broncos. But this is where there's the disparity, okay? I'm only going to highlight this part because there's such a huge gap. Broncos offensive DVOA, 27th with Russell Wilson at the helm. Okay? Honestly, 27th is better than what we've seen. That is too, That number is too high. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the char- and the Chargers are respectable ninth on offense, offensive DVOA. So look, I, I know Russ has the shoulder thing. He got some injection, you know, obviously not having Javante Williams, big, you know, big loss there, but more importantly, guys, he sucks. Okay. I, this is not a, this is not a shoulder thing. He sucks. Okay. Does, does he, the shoulder help you miss open targets? Is that he, what shoulders injury do? They yes. mess with your head. He, he flat out was horrific in that game versus the Colts and, and, and it, Versus a team that you should have been able to light them up in the passing game. It, that, that, oh my God. How like I don't even know what you're throwing at in the end zone for, for some of those interceptions. The I mean, red line, the red zone offense, the second about, one is the worst. It's oh about as unforgivable as an interception goes. Yeah. Because it's horrible. You kick a field goal, you go up six, and there's a 99% chance you win the game with how yes. good your def- with how good your defense is. Just throw it away. Just throw it away. Just throw away the ball. So he he's lit, so that's not from a shoulder problem. He's just not seeing the field. He is not reading the defense. It's in his head. He's he's going through his progressions and then he's he's making wrong reads. Even on the it was that an overtime when was it oh, the fourth when, when down? was it? The, when the Hamlet was it Hamler that yeah, rolled was, out to the oh, right? It was fourth down. And even if you look if you look at like there, there are people smarter than us that analyze football that say like his read is look left. If it's not there, look right. And he look just look right. He just stayed left. He didn't he look right. Left and ha- wide open as, as mean, open as anyone can be. Go look at the photos, guys. We could have we, thrown that. You lofted in that direction. And as long as you put even some average speed on that, you he could, had wide open space. You could just, just blow it. You could literally just. Ex- ex- Exactly. So I'm just saying, look, and, and I know I'm pissed off because now I got to eat this stupid chip, but I'm just saying legitimately, <laughs> uh, it's not just me and my hurt feelings. Russell Wilson has been terrible this year. Okay. So I was on Hackett's case in the beginning. Now I'm on Russ's case. This is just, I don't know, man. I, I, I I'm, I'm not, I, because of bad juju, I'm not going to get involved in this game with putting anything, you know, money wise on this, but if I had to look, what what's the line at now? What where, where are we at? We're at, I think it was a four and a half when yeah. I last checked. I don't even like that number. So I, knowing the Broncos, they would find the way to f me at this point. So that's why. That's yeah, why it's, it's just... actually very similar to the Eagles Cowboys. It's it's between four and a half and five and a half, depending on where you look. Yeah. So I'm look. Okay, if I have to pick, so I'm not just waffling, I'm going to take the Chargers because the Broncos are that pathetic to me. <laughs> I will I will take it out of spite. And the fact that, look, I'm, I'm being legitimate here. There is a huge gap in offense. And yes, the Broncos' defense is decent enough. But you know what? What I saw them do versus the Colts, a sad Colts team without Jonathan Taylor, that was pathetic. Okay, so if the Chargers cannot shoot themselves in the foot and if they could keep up from an analytic standpoint, their current offensive efficiency, I don't know how the Broncos would keep up. It's as basic as that right now. That and and the Chargers defense, not amazing, but average. They have an average defense and a top 10 offense. I will take that all day, any day over the current state of the Broncos right now. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I simply cannot dive into another Broncos game. I just, I, I do not have it in me. Here's what I'll say. They're, they are 100% cut. Broncos are going to cover this game because that's just how the NFL works. They are absolutely 100% going to cover this game. That's why I'm not touching it with my mind. For, for I, just, no, I, I just can't. For no rhyme or reason other than this is what happens. This is what happens in the NFL. The, yes. Remember how bad Jimmy G was on Sunday Night Football against these Broncos? Guess what happened the next week? The 49ers beat the Rams. It, this, this is just how the NFL goes. There's a, a 100% yep. chance that the, the Broncos cover this spread because everybody's going to say, everybody's going to feel exactly the way you feel and say, I am hammering the chargers because of what I just saw. It's going to be bet up too much. And the Broncos are going to cover. They're probably going to even win outright. And they're going to somehow be three and three. And we're all just going to be mad about it. Yeah. But that's what's going to happen. I can see it, the future. That's what's going to exactly. happen. Exactly. And that's why I'm going to stay away. But in my heart, not my wallet, my heart is going to hope that the chargers beat them 42 to 10. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, so oh, I'm not. What, I'm not touching this spread, so. even though I know for a fact the Broncos are going to cover. No way. My, I simply. I, I mean, I. It was one of your best bets, and you're eating the chip. I put two units on the Broncos money line, so they didn't even have to cover. They just had to oh, win the game. Oh my god! So yeah. I'm, I'm right yeah. there with you. Yeah. All right, guys. So, anyways, in, in, enough of me just uh, reliving my nightmare from last week. But okay, so let's move on, guys, to our best bets. And I know, I know, it's been mm-hmm. a struggle. Let's just but call you them know what? bets. Let's let's call them bets for yeah. this week. Our our our, our week six uh, NFL week six bets. bets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I am I am at a horrific. Oh my god! What am, am I for? Am I? For, we're 10 and one, Matt. Am I that terrible? Yeah. Right. I'm, I, I think I am. Right? Yeah. It's been terrible. Te- it's pretty bad. That is, you might as well just blindly pick at this point. So honestly, my friends have had, like, it's a, it's a joke. One of my, like I'm the pick em league that we're in. And one of my friends is like, I went, I went three and seven, whatever uh, one week. So I had my girlfriend pick the next spread. She went like nine and three. Like it was like, she doesn't know what football is. She just blindly picked and did better than me. So good Lord. Good Lord. But okay. But anyways, you know what? I'm I'm hoping give me a few weeks and we'll get this thing closer to a respectable 500. So I'm I'm still I'm still shooting because that's what I do. That's what shoot I do. shoot. And what's where where are you at, man? What what are you at? I'm at a seven six and one. So much. There also, you go. I went on three, so I was at seven you, three and one. But you know what? But I I got to level up to at least get to Matt and be at a respectable over 500. So I got I got to claw my way back at this point. So. All right. So one of the bets that I got, um, we didn't talk about this game and I have ragged on them. And I know people have counterpointed me saying I'm wrong. I'm right. Yet I'm stupid. Um, the Bengals have an inefficient offense, but I am going to ride with the Bengals this week. Okay. Oh, so I, 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 I know, I, I know, I know, it. I know what I'm getting myself into. I'm, I'm asking for trouble and this is why my record sucks. I I'm going in with eyes wide open knowing that even though on paper they have weapons, they just don't have a very efficient offense. And I, I don't care what anybody says. Everyone gets enamored by the bombs and the long passes. There's a couple per game. But if you actually look at the, the offensive DVOA stats, they're not a great offense. They don't have a good rhythm right now. But they're playing the Saints. Get them at minus one. Yes. I mean, that's a pretty good line. The Saints stink too. That's what I'm saying. So it's another one of these. I should just go with the numbers yet. I'm being stupid because I'm just like, I'm hoping they're getting their act together slightly. 
there have been some flashes and the saints have problems guys. Right. So when, what Winston is still injured, so, right? So Winston's it's, hurt. Olave it's just got hurt. Olave is that that's what I'm Michael saying. Michael Thomas is hurt. Jarvis Lane, like go but, ahead. Sorry. It's your pick, but no, it's and that's what I'm saying. I'm literally picking because it's, it's one team that has talent and they just can't get it together. And it's another team that's just decimated and you just don't have the talent on the field. So literally it's because of that. And the fact that I'm hoping that they can make some progress on their offensive efficiency and rhythm. And it's literally a lack of weapons. And you now have a quarterback problem on the same side that I just have to. But, I, taste, but Taysom I, Hill, you don't have a counterpoint. Taysom I, Hill. Li- I, I like Taysom Hill, actually. But but you can't just run Taysom Hill for four quarters. That's the don't, problem. Don't it's, tell Sean Payton that. What, <laughs> what Sean Payton's not – yeah, he's not there, I right? Know, so yeah, that's you're, the, right. You're, if, right. If, if Sean Payton was there, I would probably not because he would find a way to just yeah, run coach. Taysom Hill for 200 yards probably on the ground and somehow eke out a three-point victory. But because it's not the case – I'm going to, I am going to take the Bengals and I am going to take the Bengals to, to cover this. What it's at minus minus one get it at minus one on, on some books at minus minus one twenty, but that's what the books are yeah, having I'm, the main line. I'm taking no, minus one fifteen on bet MGM. Yeah, there you go. On bet MGM. I'm going to take the Bengals to cover that minus one guys. So, all right. So you heard it here. I already know there's problems on the offense. I don't care what anybody says. Okay. It's not an explosive offense. It has potential to be explosive. They have not demonstrated it yet, but I am going to roll with the Bengals. And that's one of my first bets for this week. Uh, I mean, I, I like the pick. It's just, it's like the same thing with like the, like the Broncos It's just scary. You know, it's just scary. It is. It is. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm walking in with trepidation. I know what I'm getting myself into a lot of frustration and annoyed text messages to you <laughs> when, when I don't see the offense going right. And they're having five, three and outs in the first quarter, but that's, that's what I'm going to roll with as pick one. I like it. So I have, I have five. So if, if we have a, a situation where we have the same pick, then I can, sure. um, I can audible. Um, I'll start with one that we've already talked about bills minus two and a half. It's a, okay, it's, yeah. a, it's a Vegas goading you line. I, I'll, I'll bite the cheese. I'll take it. The, the Vegas is goading you to take the Chiefs money line because they know that the Bills are going to win. So I will bite. I will take the Chiefs minus two and a half. Or sorry, the Bills. The Bills minus two and a half. Okay. I had the Bills minus two and a half. I'll switch it up. I'll pick a different one. But no, I, for the, no, no, no. I got I got a couple more. So, yeah. Okay. So, All right. Well, we can well, we can see because I, I, I like I said, I have five. So if we have, yeah. if we, but we can see how, how things go. Okay. Yeah. So what else you got? Let's let's, since I was going to go bills two and a half to what else is one of, what, um, one of your other ones? So. Ones that we haven't talked about uh, 49ers Falcons over 42 and a half. Okay. It's a low number. And I think it's because of how good the 49ers defense is, which I understand. Um, but the Falcons have one of the worst often or defenses in the NFL. The 49ers will be able to take advantage of a bad defense they just will like they just put up over 30 points against the panthers and the falcons offense one the falcons are the darlings of the nfl they're five and zero against the spread not that i think they're going to cover this game but i think their their offense is better than people think there's a lot of negativity yep. about their offense and rightfully so because the falcons themselves stink and because kyle pitts isn't doing anything but they're like 10th in dvoa i'm pretty sure last i checked offensive dvoa i'm pretty sure they're 10th the Falcons, yeah, they're 10th in DVOA. They're 15th in total DVOA, only 15th. 
Um, so the, I think that's just total. I think that's just too low. I think because of how good the 49ers defense is, because of um, the Falcons, how like the like I think the negativity around the team as a whole, despite them being five and zero, just because their coach is such a like a caveman in terms of his philosophy. Mariota is like not a he's, hasn't been horrible. So um, yeah. Anyways, 49ers Falcons over 42 and a half. I got that at minus 109 on points bet. Gotcha. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah. I honestly, I, I kind of like Mariota. I don't know why. I just, I, 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 I like his attitude and I like his competitiveness. I I've always liked Mariota. I've had a soft spot for him for some reason. He's uh, um better, not, not as, stout and strong and fast on the ground but better Taysom hill he's, he's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a Taysom hill that could toss some short passes yeah so, there you so, go that can throw um okay so like i said i i did i did like the the bills uh, minus two and a half as well for all the same reasons we already talked about uh this is one um a two-legger and i know i keep complicating my life with with two leggers but but that's my moniker parlay docs so I, I i can't help myself so i am going to take uh Related to the 49ers, I, I, yeah, I am going to take them to win outright. I just, I don't see how that stout defense is going to be overcome by, by the Falcons. So I'm going to parlay 49ers and Ravens um, as much as there's so much excitement and, and people are enthused about the Giants. Um, the, the, the Packers just totally shit themselves and they handed them that win. I mean, that, that was a, that, and look, respect to the giants for being tough. I mean, Saquon Barkley's playing out of his mind. I mean, he's, he is, yeah, yeah. he's legit. He's not, he's really come back. He has not gone down the Zeke Elliott pathway. He's actually bounced back and man, he looks fresh and he's got that bounce in his step and he's got that burst, man. He is, he's something, but the Ravens are going to be different than the Packers. So I'm going to take the Ravens to bring the giants back to earth. Um, and the Ravens parlayed with the 49ers plus money plus one Oh four on FanDuel. I'll take the plus money on two teams that I feel are very solid for this week's matchup. So Ravens 49ers parlayed plus one Oh four money on FanDuel. I like it. The, the Ravens are another team that I think, is almost like a Vegas goat line because they're minus four and a half, five or five and a half, depending on where you look. And I think everybody's so in love with the giants yeah. that they're like, they think that this is a trap line. They're like, well, this is too easy. Like, why are the giants? Why am I getting five and a half points for the four and one giants who just, who I just saw beat the Packers in London. Um, so I like it. I, the, they're not one of my best bets, but I did uh, not even one of my top five, but I did consider looking at the Ravens minus four and a half as one of mine. Gotcha. Um, the last one, uh, I don't know what to choose between the last three. <laughs> Um, it's two of them are, are games we've talked about Cowboys plus five and a half, the under 42 and a half in the Cowboys Eagles game. Um, I will not take those. So I don't have to have a, that much of a rooting interest when I'm watching my, uh, the Eagles play. I'll go with the Seahawks plus three and a half against the Cardinals. Ooh, Ooh, Seahawks plus three and a half. I, okay. I don't get why I'm getting over a field goal. I mean, this is, this maybe is a Vegas line goading me. Um, this is also a game in which the over is, is pretty juicy, but it's just bet up so high that I ended up, I ended up staying away, but I just, the Cardinals stink. I I don't get it. Every there's every single week in which you can get some sort of, or sorry, every single week in which there's some sort of clock management, joking snafu with Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, just like a disorganized coach, a disorganized team. They're poorly coached. They get out to bit like they get out to big deficits every single week. And they just hope their offense is basically like, okay, the plays we want to run, 
with Kyler Murray in the first half aren't going to work. We're going to go down 14 to 21 points in the second half. Kyler, Kyler Murray is just going to run around and do something crazy. And we're going to hope that that brings us back. They're somehow two and two or two and three. They've won two games, but um, give me that field goal. The, the Seahawks are at home. Geno Smith is playing lights out. Yep. Give me the Seahawks plus three and a half all day. So. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I think over that key number, I like it. I mean, I, I, I don't, I, like you said, I mean, Geno Smith, I mean, he's, he's he looks great. He, he's, this is what you were hoping he was going to be he's like. He's better right? than what Russell is, Wilson. I'll say it. He's better than Russell Wilson. He's, he's better than Russell Wilson. I don't care what anybody says. Num, if you were a nerd, he is way better than Russell Wilson right now, right? I mean, I mean just forget even the eye test. If you dig, he's he's his numbers don't lie. He's he's better than Russell Wilson. It's not even it's not even close. It's no, not even I mean, close. The, the, the stats, even like the eye test, he just like the ball's coming out yeah. crisp. It's, it's like the Seahawks yeah. didn't know what they had in Geno Smith. Like when they absolutely wanted Drew Locke to be the starting quarterback when they traded for him, and then Geno Smith beat him out, and they're like, oh, he's actually better. So <laughs> this is good. Like we got all these picks for a better quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, look, since, since one of our picks overlap, like I said, I'll go, I'll, I'll cite one of my backup picks as well. So that to give people some variety. So if, if they want one, so this was one we did talk about, it kind of missed my cutoff of my top three picks, but since we overlapped on one, I'll, I'll throw this one out there was, um, Ooh, and I know, I know the reaction guys. It's, you know, it's, it's a Thursday night game, Thursday night unders to me though. It's just, God, the line is so low. Oh, I'm, it, over in the Thursday night football. Yeah, I'm yeah with that, you. that was my that, that like missed my chopping block of top three. So this was like my alternate backup pick because I, I figured just to have one just in case if we overlap. So it's just it's so low, guys, that if 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 it misses and it's like, everyone's like oh, it's another Thursday night game. You're stupid for it. I don't care. I can live with this one. Like, I'm not going to hate myself if I miss this one because God, 37 and a half guys. Well, I mean, so when, low. So low with, yes, not the best offenses, but two of the worst defense. I mean, exactly. Really That's exactly what defenses. it comes down to. It's it's also two of the worst defenses. I will take bad yeah. offense over bad defense. Yeah. And so it, you're, I feel like it, you won't get it this low again. Like they're, they're, it's like, I, I know that the natural tendency, and if you look at all the Thursday night trends, everyone's going to cite the historical Thursday night trap and say, just keep smashing the under, smashing the under. Yeah. And maybe you're going to laugh at me. God, this is so low 37 and a half with two it's bad too, defenses. And like I said, I saw some flashes that I liked in the bears. Um, and I was debating, I was sitting there debating, should I take the bears to win or should I take the over? If I'm, if I'm going to lean, I'm going to take the over just because like you said, when Carson Wentz is not pressured by a good defense or an average defense, which the Bears are not, neither of those, he's fine. He's fine. He, he he's serviceable, and he's and as much as I've dogged on him, I I can see him finding one of his receivers a couple times this game and, and putting up maybe 17, 21 for the Commanders, and then the Bears just has to do a little bit, just a little <laughs> bit, a little bit. Montgomery getting in there once, find Mooney once, Fields rushing by himself. I don't know. But give me two touchdowns and a field goal on that side. Give me like three touchdowns from the commanders or vice versa. That's all you really need. Right? I, yeah. So, 21 yeah. to 17 hits the over. That's what I'm saying. It's not a lot. It's not, not a lot. lot. No, it's not it, a lot. Could, it could be brutal and it could be 11-10, but 
you know, you never know, but they're both better than the Broncos. So, you know, anyways, but it's true. They absolutely <laughs> will final, be better than my final jab. My final Russell, jab. Watching Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So those are my four or yeah, my, my three and my alternate backup ones. So anything else, Matt, what else do you got? Anything else before we wrap up today's episode? No, I'll just quickly recap mine. I got Seahawks plus three and a half against Cardinals bills, minus two and a half against the chiefs, 49ers Falcons over, 42 and then if i'll give my backups as well uh cowboys plus fine at five and a half under 42 and a half and cowboys eagles yeah and i had the Bengals minus one at bet mgm bills minus two and a half with matt uh ravens 49ers two leg money line parlay at plus 104 um and then like i said the the over 37 and a half at minus 110 right now most books that you can get that that you can get that odds those odds basically anywhere so yeah, I like it. Six and a week. We're gonna this whatever the opposite of the chip challenge. Yes, I don't, that's gonna. I don't know what that is. That's gonna happen this week. That's we're gonna ask um, odds gems for raises. Basically, that's, 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 <laughs> I was gonna say we eat like root, like ice cream sundays or something on the live stream, <laughs> or that too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. We we really appreciate you guys. Uh, for, we we love the live streams where you guys come on, comment you. Uh, you know, rail on us for sucking, or you you commiserate in our misery, and and you give us good, suggestions. It's all, in good fun. it's all in good fun. So we we like it, guys. We love the interaction. Uh, and again, this will this episode, this is going to be playing. If you're listening to this, it's a Thursday, and please then stay tuned for the evening live stream so I can do the one chip challenge and embarrass myself in front of you guys. Uh, and hopefully uh, we, we hit that over in, in that Bears Commanders game. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, you know, subscribe to us on our YouTube channel, our podcast. Join us for our live streams. We appreciate it. Parlay Doc and Jedi Mode for Jedi Mode I for Sweat the Bet, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and let us know what you thought. Thank you. Mm-hmm.